Hello everybody, welcome to Voxel Viewpoint. Today we're talking about Watch Dogs Legion, and uh, all three of us have played it today. Uh, it's me, Ryan, and we've got Lee and Derek. How's it going? Evening, Governor. And uh, <laughs> Lee, you live in Watch Dogs Legion, so um, why don't More you... Why don't you put on your fake British accent and talk about um, what it's like on the streets of London? Well, me old mucker, let me tell you. <laughs> um, what do you want to know? <laughs> what can I um, all right, so Derek's is, Derek has completed this game. Uh, cool. Lee's pretty close to the end, and I've put in a good chunk, but I kind of haven't been focusing too much on the story. The story here is actually an interesting situation because you're not following a single protagonist in this game. You have a bunch of people that you're jumping between that don't really have um, much of a personality. <laughs> um, so you're not like, you don't have like a main hero. You have a bunch of people that have different skill sets and that gets cool. you access to different areas. Um, and, and different weapons and and tools and stuff like that. Um, so, Derek, uh, you've completed the story. Um, why don't you kind of run through what's going on in Cyberpunk, uh, not too far in the future, Cyberpunk London, uh, and uh, why uh, DedSec is causing havoc in the city. All right, so this time around, DedSec, your ultimate evil, bombing London. False. Those bastards. Um, in this one, DedSec actually gets set up, quote-unquote, um, in London for one of the biggest terrorist bombings in the world up to that point in time, and it allows another group called Albion to kind of swoop in and take over like a military control of the area. Yeah, they're, they're um, like a um, corporate military. They're, uh, they're not like the military. They're like a company that comes in um, and private has, contractors. Like, yeah, yeah, government contractors, yeah. exactly. Mm. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so they, they come in and and they're hired to um, uh, basically keep the peace in the city and uh, weed out DedSec, who who takes the fall for the the bombing. And um, but you're DedSec, so you know that's not the case. You're you're of course the good guy. So um, well, the good guys, I guess. So uh, yeah. Derek, why don't you go from there on like how this kind of the story unfolds and stuff like that? Um, so to kind of start out, like I said, like you said too, this one's kind of weird because you're you're many people, you know, you're legion. Legion is many. Um, so you kind of it allows you to pick from a couple different people who you want to start with um, to give you that starting character, and you know you're activated as this new member of DedSec, and it kind of leads you in to like recruiting, uh, rebuilding a base, kind of, you know, getting the team back together without having a, a team like we were used to in Watch Dogs 2, where, you know, we knew who DedSec were, that was them. Yeah. Where this, it's, you know, we're trying to start that rebellion, so, you know, we're many, like, anybody could be DedSec if they want to be. Mm -hmm. um, and then yeah, kind of... That's, 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 like, at the core of it. Yeah. So this is kind of, you know, like you're trying to like rebuild DedSec, find ways that you're going to clear your name. Um, as far as leading into story, the story for this one is more like different compartments versus just having one whole overarching story. Um, I think that in the game, it's actually like broken down into different chapters that you complete. Um, and they each tell like their own story in this own section of this overall puzzle that you're trying to figure out. And then, you know, once you get to it at the end, you know, it kind of ties together at a point and then starts, like, making more and more sense. But, um, you know, as you're going through doing each of those separate ones, it's like, all right, I'm, I'm doing this, but, you know, what's it going to lead to? Why am I completely 
uh, doing this. Yeah. So yeah, uh, the beginning sections, um, you know, they kind of introduce you to each region of the city and like each region has its own list of things you need to complete in order to quote unquote liberate it in order to stop it from being oppressed by Albion and uh, like the early goings of the story like you go to like uh, they're like corralling um, immigrants up in like uh, makeshift cities and because uh, you know this is um, non-political but the um, you know the immigrants are the ones that are being blamed for all of the troubles um, you know nothing to do with like the the way um, the world is right now um, so it kind of goes into like organ trafficking as well um, is very mm-hmm. yeah it got it got grim in oh, that grim quick yeah, yeah it got grim in that it, real quick but um the character i was using had this big neon halo behind his head He's so it was hard it was hard for me to take it really seriously um Ooh. a lot of the time because like how am i supposed to be stealthy sneaking around and stuff with this giant neon halo behind my head um which eventually I, in, I ended up changing his clothes because he ended up being the character that I used most because as Derek mentioned um, in our chat, he's the one with the silent SMG, which oh is... God. Best weapon in <laughs> yeah, the game. With, which just destroys everything. Um, and I think I don't think you get the this character unless you have the ultimate edition, right? Yeah, I think he was part of like you had to have one of the upgrade editions because there's there was like three of them that I have that have like the little watchdogs gold emblem on them. Yeah, yeah, they were uh, epic characters or something like that. Yeah, and they're very overpowered for having them so early in the game. Uh, they almost Ooh. make recruiting other characters on the street completely trivial. Because you're not going to find anybody that's better than these characters, yeah. Um, except recruited... for the, like the the main missions that require you to, like, yeah. get this particular type of person to sneak into this particular type of place. Mm. Yeah, I think I picked up a bouncer, which I bought the armor, like the the high fantasy armor set for the game. Mm-hmm. So I had him with this like crazy gold knight armor with these like crosses on the shoulder that like raised <laughs> up and. Yeah. and you have this huge cape that looked awesome when you're on the motorcycle cyberpunk um, templar yeah yeah and i <laughs> flew him around on the uh well, that's what i was joking about being the green goblin because i flew around on one of the cargo drones yeah. for every everything i did yeah yeah like, i mean that's that's kind of like um i like the big picture that's kind of like where i'm weirdly falling on this game is like it's trying to tell this kind of serious dour story but then you're doing all these crazy things like green gobbling around on a um, on a drone, like standing on top of it. And yeah, fly, like, around a flyer, like flying, uh, flying over like, oh, here's this super secure uh, base or whatever. And you just fly this thing right over all of the security and into the middle of it and grab the one thing you actually need and then fly out nobody even notices you or like where you've got to kill like the vips in the areas i just fly all the way up as high as i could go because depending where you're at is how high it'll let you go yeah i'd fly over with the guy with the smg i'd aim down at the vip take him out everybody would be like oh he died and i just fly away (laughs) oh he died shit's complete bro um yeah I've, i've killed a few uh people by dropping the drone on them like that you're you're hacking it i get out of the hack mode and i uh like d like i turn the drone off and it just falls and crushes them on their head yeah it's pretty um, it's pretty there's a lot of weirdness and and wildness you can get in you can get in this game that kind of 
fits into more of like the early GTA Saints Row kind of um, open world hijinks more mm-hmm. than like what we have been getting with open world games where it's more like, uh, you know, more strictly focused on the story and it's all about world building and um, keeping everything a little bit uh, grounded. Yeah, a little bit grounded on on in in a little bit of reality. This is definitely decided to go more in a um, if you're out in the open world and you're in the sandbox, you can just kind of goof around, and there's not a whole lot of um, consequences. No, um, especially too uh, what I did because I I didn't realize it wasn't a main part of the game was I made. Each section, each section, section, um, completely rebel. Where you fill up that little gauge, and then you do the mission, mm-hmm. and then it, like everybody's like, "Yes, we're rebelling." So like Albion's less influenced, or the clans and stuff are less influenced in areas now. I did that everywhere first, and it seemed to have made it like super easy to go around and do stuff without really. If something went south, you could easily get out of it. If mm-hmm. that makes sense, like. There was yeah. no like huge, crazy, epic chases like in the first one, or you know, in the second one, you try to go into these places and get yeah. you know, like a ton of shit and like. I you found felt the that consequences overall, even at, from the very beginning of the game, the it's it's very easy to shake the cops, and mm-hmm. and lose have them lose sight of you and just go down a little side street for you know thirty seconds and they they don't care anymore. Um, yeah. And then even too, like once you like with the recruiting other members, you know, once you get your couple key ones, as long as you have the lawyer to get you out of jail or the police officer to get you out of jail faster Mm -hmm. and a medic to get you recovered faster. Like as soon as you load back in and you're partway through a mission, your other person's ready to go again. So you could just like cycle through these characters to like take out an area too. Yeah. Yeah, so you on, on uh, permadeath. I did not play on permadeath yet. No, no, that would be more interesting. I yeah. yeah, I think that's where it would would shine. You know, maybe upping the difficulty, playing it on the. Was there a difficulty meter, or is it just the permadeath option? I think it's both. Yeah, I think okay. there's a difficulty. So I think, I think if you really wanted like that that hardcore like really yeah. thinking about what you're doing experience turning on the permadeath and then you know upping the difficulty of the game past normal yeah Ooh. see um, what it does yeah i think that if if that's what you're going for is um but if you just want a goofy uh sandbox to to joke around in then um you know it, it defaults to normal and permadeath permadeath off so um, you know, that's kind of the way they wanted you to play it. Um, yeah. but yeah, it is possible to, I guess, tweak some of that to make it a little bit more difficult. Um, and I don't know what the difficulty increase would actually do. Cause it doesn't seem like, like maybe enemies, uh, like respond to seeing you quicker or something like that. And like, maybe they're, they're a little bit more difficult to take out. Um, I wonder what actually what what the actual difficulty increase does um yeah uh so i guess i've put about 10 hours into this and of that 10 hours i'd probably say about two or three has been doing actual story missions (laughs) and the rest of it has just been walking around the world like not just walking but you know taking my time and exploring the the street the city streets and stuff like that because i think this game does a excellent job of creating a city that's believable um like i've never been to london but i believe that like based on what i've seen of london this is what it looks like this is what it i mean slightly in the future anyway (laughs) um Because there's like a whole bunch of like neon signage and uh, you know little drones, yeah, holograms and drones flying around and weird uh, checkpoints and stuff like that. Um, 
Yeah, but, cause Lee, didn't you say you were from that area? So you kind of... Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Not and, literally uh, right there. That would be dirty. <laughs> <laughs> were you born on the big Ferris wheel? It's not a big Ferris wheel, it's a London <laughs> Eye. We've been through this. Oh god, we got a huge tech screen about the the big Ferris wheel. Yeah. So that's why that's why that's so funny to me and Ryan. <laughs> well, there's a whole mission about you have to liberate the big Ferris wheel. <laughs> Let me talk to you about the big green copper woman with a torch. Yeah, she's. It's not just. It's not just a Ferris. Oh, anyway. <laughs> Let's review the game. Um, so, yeah, that Ferris wheel mission was really good. For fuck's um, sake. <laughs> uh, well, no, actually, that particular mission was a um, interesting... Sh- yeah, I, I, guess, like, Der- I guess both you and Derek thought it was a pain. I actually thought it was kind of fun to just kind of go ham with that uh, attack drone and... Uh, deal a whole bunch of damage. Um, yeah, I had to cheese it and just hide behind the sign after I activated it and just kept line of sight off me. Yeah, I I, I just stood out there and, you know, I, I got close to dying, but I ended up uh, just being able to stay out there and take everything out. Um, I thought it, I thought it was that that particular part of it. I didn't think it was very good. That 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 end where it was just wave after wave of other drones, but. The beginning of it where um you're like taking out the guys at the on the ground and stuff like that was was a lot of fun um yeah that's that's the sort of gta uh mission we've moved away from yeah and quite rightfully yeah yeah those sort of gimmicky ones um yeah, yeah and then like i wouldn't care for it if it was like every five missions was exactly that or something like i'm hoping it's just that one mission and they uh had they have more variety than that for the other things because that was like a final mission for that zone or something like that right Mm. um yeah yeah. i think so yeah so uh hopefully they're they don't repeat that too often um Mm. yeah i I just i just liked walking around these streets and Mm -hmm. the reason is because they they do put a lot of stuff on the streets um Mm. you know this is a game where, and the the previous games had done this before too, where every NPC there has some sort of um, metadata on them. Like it isn't just a random person. You can scan them with your phone, and you can find out like their name, their job, their skill set, um, you know, some personal stuff about their life, and. Um, which is immediately more fascinating than like a Grand Theft Auto where or a Saints Row where they're really just nameless, faceless characters, nameless, faceless NPCs on the street. Um, but here it even goes an extra level where you can actually engage with every one of them. Like you can actually go up to them and say, hey, do you want to join DeadSec? You can talk to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't... I think because I... And playing the Ultimate Edition, which came with uh, what you get with you the Uplay subscription service, which is how I'm playing these three big Ubisoft games that are coming out this fall. Um, I think because you've got those special characters, I'm engaging with that a lot less. Um, because yeah. I would put the time in to be like, hey, this guy is kind of skilled, or or this woman's got a skill that I don't have yet, um, I may spend the time to do their special mission to get them on my side and stuff like that. But instead, I'm just like, why would I do that when I already have this arsenal of characters that is way better than um, anything I'm going to find just walking down the street? Mm. Um, Which kind of sucks. Um, You'll get some characters that have some of those traits. Like, I've got a character that has the machine gun that Derek has, mm-hmm. but there's a con for those. So I think I probably won't just steamroll through with the same weapons as you guys would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I've, yeah, I mean, I've already gotten sick of the silent machine gun because it's good, but it's a SMG, so it doesn't do a lot of damage. So it's no. going to not be great. I can see it not being 
super great, like with armored enemies and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, you really got to go for those headshots and stuff. Yeah, um, I think while we're talking about the um, the characters, you know, going up, being able to talk to them and find out different information for you. Mm. Also, the game, like what the one of the things they talked about with this game was that like everything you're doing matters, and certain things that happen are going to have different consequences. Mm-hmm. Like I did some plays, and I was going to hand. I I fucking killed everybody. I didn't care. <laughs> yeah, everybody died. If you're in my way, you were dead. And that happened to get a couple of my guys kidnapped. And then I had to go do side missions to save them, which I did because I ended up feeling bad they got kidnapped because I shot somebody else in the head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'll also notice that if you've, um, like, knocked somebody out before, they're less, they've got, like, two thumbs down on whether or not they joined DedSec because you basically put them in the hospital, uh... So it's going to be very, it's going to be a lot more difficult to convince them to join you than it would be if um, you just found some random Joe walking down the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also cool if you talk to a character that you meet and they say, go and help my other person mm-hmm. um, and you fail that mission, then the previous person has, has issues with you as well. Yeah. And you have to sweet talk them again mm-hmm. a little bit later if you ever see them. It tracks them. So you could you could easily find that character you missed again just wandering around the streets if you use your phone enough. Yeah, yeah that, that's I've what's... I've the same character several times. That's really cool. That's what's kind of mm-hmm. crazy is that it does it is tracking all of this stuff. It isn't just mm-hmm. um, every time you go into an era randomly pulling all of this stuff, there will be times where mm-hmm. you come across the same NPC that you had... Mm-hmm. Um, somewhere else and you know Ooh. they you have a, a history with them so it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah it was a pretty ambitious system like i remember hearing them talk about it and i was like all right Ooh. how well is this going to be pulled off but mm-hmm. they they pulled it off like the stuff the different things the i think the kind of um chances they were taking with this game they really pulled those off yeah, yeah. i think they they pulled off some of it um i don't think they pulled off the angle of you know you're actually going to care about these characters because uh, yeah. i know like like derek you said you you went and you you freed the guy the people that were hostages but you didn't free them because you cared about them specifically you freed them because they were part of your team and it wouldn't have mattered who they were you would have still gone and saved them like the um, couple too, um, like it was like it let me know, hey, you killed this other guy, so this person grabbed this person because mm-hmm. they happened to be in the way at the time. So I kind of had that little connection. Like it wasn't like this, like crazy, like oh my god, I gotta save him out. It was kind of like oh, you know what? I want to yeah. go do this just because you know my yeah. dad. It, it wasn't wanted... like it's like oh man, this is my best friend. It was more yeah. like um, there's a like a ten more of a tenuous connection than 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 anything um, yeah i was being a murder hobo so i felt bad a couple <laughs> times i think it's pretty cool the way they do that thing because obviously they have a thing where you have they've created 50 or 60 i guess relatively different personalities that mm-hmm. they will attach character models onto mm-hmm. um and i don't think i've ever bumped into the same type of person twice that has the same sort of dialogue twice that I i've used and collected i haven't I haven't, I haven't met the same guy twice. I've, I've heard the same voice twice at a different yeah. pitch. It's cool. Because it would be impossible to have a, a voice that many characters. So they just have the same character, just put the pitch up, pitch down. Yeah, I, I guess, so I guess that's... Irish person. Yeah, or, I guess that's whatever. where you want to draw your line on different... <laughs> because uh, I think, I think a, a big issue with this game is the... Um, the randomly generated dialogue that they do because it Ooh. does not it, there are so many instances where it does not fit like Ooh. you know back to this uh human trafficking thing like i completed that mission and i was still in that hellhole and you know like you it goes ding completed the mission and my guy goes woohoo in the middle <laughs> of this this, this dungeon where they're cutting organs out of people and selling them. And it's like, okay, maybe, you know, you could have put in a little note in the, in, in there that say, don't use the woohoo, um, 
yeah reaction in the 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 human trafficking dungeon or something like yeah. that yeah. um so, so there's there's that and then there's like parts where the the dialogue you're talking to you're actually engaging in doesn't Ooh. piece together right it doesn't like it doesn't sound like you're really responding to what the other person said because the other person mm -hmm. is a scripted character like they're always going to be yeah. that person and then your the your character's response to it because it could be any of these 60 characters 50 mm. or 60 characters doesn't always reflect like the personality and the um, the uh, uh, reasonable logical response. In my opinion, anyway, there's been a couple Ooh. of issues issues I've had with that, um, mm -hmm. which uh, yeah, but, yeah but which is is probably another reason why I'm steering less away from the story and more to just kind of goof around in the open world because there's a lot less of running into that. Um, kind of, it, it's not even, it's not even uncanny valley. It's more like, like way below you, you'd even get to uncanny valley. Um, and, I think, yeah, the the best character is Bagley. Like, if it wasn't yeah. for our our good old AI buddy, I don't think I would have liked the game as much. Yeah, he's he's he does have some all right lines it's not it's mm. not gladys level but it's yeah. um it's it's well, okay he's like yeah he, he, he's kind he of has... cringy but you laugh at him being cringy yeah, yeah. They're, they're 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 they are managing to ride that line between unknowing ai and kind of knowing ai um like he's trying to craft a joke and then it comes out and it's just awkward and weird um yeah, I think I think that's uh that's that like and like I said the 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 actual scripted characters I think are decent and it's when you then throw in this um proc gen nonsense that um is when it starts to kind of fall apart which I'm not sure like comparing that to like the craziness of the open world like maybe in a weird way it all kind of works together. <laughs> you know yeah. um like it it's it makes sense that the uh the character would be talking weirdly because um all these wild and crazy things are happening in the world as well so um mm. it might not have been intentional but it's just the way that it turned out um i do find it amusing whenever you kind of do a mission for somebody and you complete that mission, you go back to the person, how quickly they decide they're going to throw away their old life to go and live in a subway station. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. Uh, yeah. They're... I think I'll do that. And then they trot off down the street and they're yeah. already there. Yeah. <laughs> they're, That's like a really good idea. They're super excited to join DedSec, everyone. They're so hyped. Yeah. So I got your your car fixed for you like you asked me to. So uh, do you want to like... Um, blow up the paramilitary police do you want to throw yeah let's do life? it yeah woo yeah, <laughs> yeah i'll do that and I'm, i don't got nothing going on friday night but they decided <laughs> to go to a different coffee shop today but yeah mm -hmm. yeah i think I'll yeah do i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna try something new on the menu i'm gonna get <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna get it with skim milk because <laughs> i'm i'm looking out for myself um yeah. The, and, and there think, is some some weird that there if you look up some read some of those um um letters and oh no no so, sorry Ooh. this is different game different <laughs> same same company different game uh, so <laughs> we'll so we'll, uh, we'll save that for another time yeah. um, so I was gonna yeah. say too I think this is one of the first times where we've played a game where we've covered it on almost every console. I think we're all yeah. playing on something different. Yeah. So, uh, Derek and Lee, you've both played it on both last gen consoles and yeah. next gen consoles. Lee on Xbox Ooh. and uh, Derek on PlayStation. And I've been playing it on PC. So, uh, I guess I'll let you guys talk about 
like the differences you've noticed between you know last gen and this gen um and uh like what's standing out to you in terms of like is there a substantial jump for next gen uh, i still don't believe it rains in the game <laughs> yeah they took oh, that my. out of the playstation version i guess mine hammered down first <laughs> time i put it in for the new one it absolutely hammered down it's like look at so, this ray tracing guys yeah, yeah um, so me and ryan have been trying to compare and I was like, all right, I'll look for when rain comes so I can see these reflections and what's going on with all that. And it's been sunny every single time I've loaded in. And I've even told him I've loaded out and loaded back in to try to get it to, like, maybe force yeah. itself to change. And I have not got, like, a complete rainy day yet. Like, I've had puddles and stuff around. Mm. And, you know, when you kind of, like, changes from, like, night to day, depending on, like, the missions and the stuff, like, you'll see yeah. that it's, like, maybe it did rain at some point. Yeah. yeah, but it didn't. So that's been yeah. There's kind of there's weird. always puddles around. Uh, welcome to London. Yeah, <laughs> welcome to usually New England too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That's weird that you haven't had that any of that any Ooh. rain because um, I was talking about on so on PC. Uh, it is. I haven't played it in a little while, so maybe they put some updates out that have smoothed out some of the performance issues. But I wasn't. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to hit 60 with um, everything I wanted turned on. So what I ended up doing was capping it at 30, uh, 30 frames per second. And this game on PC, you don't always get a game that handles that very well. Sometimes it's a very choppy, very stuttery 30 frames per second cap but this game has a very good um in-game uh, frame rate cap and um i did that and i turned literally everything up to is the max it can go uh, including like all the textures all the details and and the ray tracing um which makes the game look pretty phenomenal uh especially when it's raining at night with all the neon signs and car lights reflecting in the puddles and reflecting on like the, the, um, the windows of the, the buildings and even like the windshields on the cars and stuff like that. It looks stunning, honestly. Um, which is probably also another reason why I'm, I'm really enjoying just walking around the city as opposed to just hopping in a car or using uh, fast travel. Um, and, you know, as far as I know, you guys on console have gotten some of those, um, some of those upgrades, like the, the ray tracing, and, um, uh, believe you guys have gotten better frame rates as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, very much so. Yeah, so, do you, overall, do you think that the ray tracing is, like, significant improvement or do you think it's a little bit overhyped just based on this one game because obviously it's it's the first one it's there's probably going to be better and worse examples going forward but um, um oh, sorry yeah i think with this one because i put a at least half the game into playing on the playstation 4 pro and mm -hmm. then the second half i played on the playstation 5 it was pretty much an even split of time in there um, I've, I've noticed the difference that the ray tracing makes with how certain things look, you know, seeing, being able to see the puddles and stuff like that and different, like the way lighting was, it definitely makes a difference that you can tell across generations. Uh -huh. Yeah. So same here. Um, I could see the difference, um, of the faking of something that resembles ray tracing in the, the previous generation version. Yeah. And actually making it work and kind of uh, shifting it around. It is a significant uh, shift mm. up, I think. I'm very impressed with it, actually. I didn't think I would be. I'm kind of cynical about that sort of stuff. It's like, do I need it? Yeah. But mm -hmm. it just makes it feel so much more lived in. Yeah. I think, and the load time changes. Oh, my God. I think Jeez. that's been like... That's been the biggest shining point of moving into next generation so far is just... 
into the game loading between things especially like when you switch characters in this game you know it brings yeah. you to a loading screen and you've got to wait through that to load mm-hmm. and you yeah. know it was it was a bit slow on like the place even on the playstation 4 pro um yeah. you know it took a bit to where jumping to the five it was like at least half the time i haven't yeah. got to record times like i did for borderlands in comparison to stuff mm. but with this it was at least half the time like mm-hmm. I couldn't do what I normally do during loading screens, you know, checking messages, throwing stuff up, looking at the group and stuff like that. Like, no, yeah. I can't do that because it's like, boom, you're hey, you're you're back in here. Yeah, I fast I fast travel a lot in um, this one to get around, and that is I... well, what less than less than thirty seconds. It's straight in. Mm-hmm. It's like re- really impressively quick, and it was quite a drag to to want to. I used to travel around using a lot more the the auto drive because it's like I'm having to go to individual stations seems to take a long time before. Yeah. But mm-hmm. now I'm quite happy to use it. You're straight in, straight into the thing, out in about 20 seconds. Yeah. So, yeah, you do notice a difference a lot. Yeah, that's actually one thing I wanted to quickly mention um, was the fact that the fast travel locations are subway stations and not just a whole bunch of locations on the map. You're, you're kind of like limited to going to region, a specific region, and then going to your destination from there. And yeah. uh, this is kind of like a a thing that um, some games do and some games don't. A lot of games, they just give you like the destination directly to where you want to go. Um, others yeah. make you travel a little bit from your fast travel location and um, I think this game, going into what I had said before about just enjoying walking down the street and having something to do as you're walking down the street, as opposed to some games where if you're just running through the open world, there's really nothing to do. Um, and I think this game does a pretty good job of filling in that space between that subway station and the destination where you don't always have to just hop in a car and drive the rest of the way. Um, If it's Mm -hmm. just a couple blocks, I'm more inclined to just hoof it rather than uh, jack a car and drive, you know, just two, two streets down or something like that. Um, You know, if if it's a, if it's a, if it's a long hike, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take a car, but, um, if I see some things along the way, like, oh, there's a like a tech point to pick up or uh, like a spot I can uh, uh, investigate or something like that, um, I'll just I'll do that along the way and then I'll make my way to the mission. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't realize there was other fast travel points besides the main base until I was almost done the game. Oh, <laughs> wow. I was either <laughs> I was either flying around on, you know, my drone or I'd hop in and use the auto drive, which. Yeah, fucking worked pretty damn good for this. You know, every now and then, if you yeah, got stuck behind drive the line, you could, you could so like the drone around. Um, yeah, but it was fun going around. I'd always get like I'd look out, like you said, you're looking for these different things that you can yeah. grab when you're going around. So you know, I always kept a drone with me because that was the easiest way to get the half of the stuff they have out there. Oh yeah, having a drone um, to actually get what you're what you need is definitely the way to go. I found out about those fast travel points on accident. I went to like, I was like, okay, what is this icon when I was really looking at the map and I hit it yeah. and I fast traveled. I was like, oh, fucking <laughs> idiot. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think there's ever a point where it actually pops up and says, hey, these are the fast travel points. Um, it's just, I think it's something you mm-hmm. need to investigate on your own. Work, yeah. yeah and yeah. oh like the other thing lee that we were talking about because you know you can kind of go out and do things in different ways you were like hey there was a tutorial instead Ooh. of figuring out the puzzle to get it unlocked to open yeah. the doors yeah after we talked about that about three mission in is when i actually came to that mission oh wow I but because i but because i figured it out on these instances not doing those i was like oh this yeah. is cool that you can do that and you're like hey it shows you i came to that mission where it actually shows you to do that yeah. Once oh, I well, started well, back well. in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even really talk too much about the gameplay and everything and the the skill trees and stuff. But I feel it's it's a pretty standard experience in terms of that. Um, it's like Watch Dogs. 
Let's yeah. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I think it, personally, I think the going around and getting those tech points to unlock those things, you kind of run out of stuff to unlock pretty quickly. That's that's interesting. Unless there's more that unlocks as you go along. I don't know about that. Um, um, some of the stuff has the upgrades, and they can be a little costly. But yeah. But even then, I was like, well, once I can hijack the Riot drone, I don't really... Like, it, going farther down that tree would just be kind of superfluous. Like, would just be like, because, but, I, because I can, you know? But here's the thing. You can use, you can stack multiple of those things. So if you have a couple of them coming in, you could hijack one. If there's another one there, you could use the betray option to where now that's going to start attacking other things, not uh-huh. you, while you're still in the hijacked one. So, so you can start a little kinda, robot you, revolution? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I kind of like... Like, if you can figure out how to use and work to different things, like, especially, like, near the end and going after Albion, mm-hmm. having those different things maxed out really helps sometimes. You can really create havoc with those turrets that are at yeah. certain checkpoints mm-hmm. once you go down that skill tree. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. It gets spectacular. And the thing is, is, like, this stuff was, a lot of this stuff was in Watch Dogs 2. It Ooh. was just a lot. It's... For me, it was a lot more cumbersome to engage with in that game. And there's something about the way that Watch Dogs Legion just kind of surfaces it a little bit better and make and puts it at your fingertips a little bit easier that I'm I'm finding it way more engaging than it has been in any of the previous games. Um like even the the things you can do to screw around with traffic, like bringing up those um those traffic stops and stuff like that yeah. i'm yeah. i'm engaging with them more where i think like in watchdogs 2 and in the first game what little i played of the first game it was just yeah. too much going on you know it was like you were because they made driving so simple and arcadey in this game in in legion you can then put your attention toward those kinds of tricks um mm-hmm. a little bit more it's 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 like the the problem that grand theft auto has always had with driving and shooting at the same time mm-hmm. like it's supposed it should be like fun and cool to to do that but it's mm-hmm. always been a um matter of like of yeah a matter of like i can't aim and drive and not hit cars in front of me and this and that um and i think like with grand theft auto 5 i think they got away from that by just not having you drive the car (laughs) you you were just the shooter or you were the driver but um yeah and and i just think they they nailed that because i think i think they deliberately went for that they said you know let's just make these things easier to engage with um so people use them more because this is you know, we designed all of these systems. Why not um, just make it as Ooh. accessible as possible? Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. I think one of the coolest things that I realized while playing this game was there are tons of like these little secrets around, like things you can collect and notes and and um, masks and and cosmetic things and stuff like that. Ooh. And there are all these tiny little. Um, like restricted areas that you need to infiltrate and some of them are tied to missions a lot of them are just there on the street and you can engage with them if you want or not and i found myself like trying to solve every one of these puzzles because they're just tiny little puzzles where you don't want to get caught because if you get caught they call in reinforcements and and stuff gets crazy um and i was like getting a uh, almost Hitman light, light version of Hitman, like it, trying to figure out where all of these enemies were, where my ins and outs are to get my spider drone in, to get me in. Uh, how do I get to this secret door that's locked without being seen? And mm-hmm. all of that stuff uh, is like what you do 
in a Hitman mission, except, you know, in Hitman, it's just, that's all the game is, and it's a much larger scale. Um, mm-hmm. And these are just like, you know, a tiny little alleyway or a single building or something like that. Um, yeah. And, you know, the more I did it, the less I felt challenged by it. Like, eventually, I was just kind of like, just kind of walking through the middle of these places and not being seen by these by the like 10 guards that were in each building or something like that but Mm. it is it's something to do that's more than just walking up to a um treasure chest on the map and opening it up or something like that there's there's more that engages you um than just like a, a normal uh side activity or collectible in an open world game Mm. It's fun to find those little side things as well, because it's a, especially compared to the other, other two games. This is a city you don't see often. It's mm-hmm. a very layered city, lots of like old decrepit alleys that nobody really uses and stuff like that that you would never normally see in maybe a lot more open game or a more, more gentrified game, like like the Chicago of the first one or the mm-hmm. like the open. Was it like San Francisco? <laughs> yeah, San type Francisco. You want to talk about gentrification? <laughs> Um, no, but it's, that's more wide open, so you don't get a chance to explore and find the nooks and crannies of that. This, yeah. There's all sorts of horrible mm-hmm. little underground sections and under bridges and side alleys yeah. and gardens and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it's fun to go around and find all that. And they, they do, they don't just throw like a, a thing on in the alleyway. There's always like a tiny little puzzle that you have to Ooh. solve, like a door you have to unlock or... Like there was a something I had to dive underneath a dock and swim through Ooh. some some questionable looking water to get some something. It's that all was, questionable here. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly uh, as proud as it looks in the game. I'm telling you now. Yeah, and with puzzles, one thing I'm glad they kind of like cut back on some was the ones where you have the time limit as soon as you turn the piece. I only ran into like a couple of those. I hated those in the second one, and they used it in everything. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. So you're I... trying to like frantically figure out these, and this one, some of the puzzles, you know, they did it on a bigger scale because you'd unlock one side, then you'd have to go around to the other side, and then like they'd have you use the drones a lot and go up and down and kind of all over. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad that wasn't as dominant as a part of doing these different puzzles as the first one was. I think I did like two or three that had it in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, overall, I guess it's like they doubled down on uh, like refining the their world, the way you engage with it and stuff like that. And maybe mm-hmm. took some steps back on the storytelling because there really isn't strong lead characters. And um, yeah. because of that, there's, I think just in general, no matter what happens in the story, the stakes are going to be a little bit lower. Um, Even if it is like the whole world is going to die, if you don't really care about any of the characters that are engaging with that, then you're automatically kind of thinking, oh, well, world's dead. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, no one. There was no one there I cared about anyway. So. (laughs) Uh, See, I quite enjoyed all that stuff all the um the story stuff and the extra stuff the extracurricular stuff you find around like the uh, pirate radio um stuff where you hear people talking about how the world's going to shite and stuff like that and the notes mm-hmm. some of which is not fantasy if you read some of the darker stuff that's in that that's not it's not necessarily kind yeah. of fluffed up for games yeah um um, I think that's probably something that resonates more with me because I recognize a lot of the stuff in there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think for but the outside looking in, it's probably a little bit kind of. Well, and, and for me scary. too, it could be, you know, I could put, you know, another couple hours into strictly story and I could get pulled into it. Who knows? Um, but right Ooh. now that's where I'm, where I'm definitely at with it, where I'm just like, they really fleshed out this open world stuff they made it more Ooh. engaging but i'm Ooh. really not being drawn into the story very much oh uh, yeah. i don't know where derek yeah. you you land on it i feel the same like the hardest part was like getting like 
the story started. Like, once you kind of started going with all these different little stories, then the interest was there. Mm-hmm. But getting to that point where it finally clicked, like, okay, I want to figure this out now, Yeah, was always too close to the end of it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm hearing from, from a lot of places, is, like, there's a lot of momentum at the end, but um, it takes it takes a while to get there. Ooh. Yeah, and I felt like for like the actual end of the game, I felt it was maybe a little rushed. Like all of a sudden, it's like happen, 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 end. Hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, well, overall, were you satisfied though with like the conclusion of the story? Without getting into it, yeah, I was I was happy with that, and then some of the things that come up afterwards, I was happy with that stuff. Is it does it throw you back into the world? Yeah, you yeah. you come back to the world, and then um, a side mission will pop up, and um, because of how like how it kind of ended and like what that side mission was pertaining to, mm-hmm. I was like immediately right on it trying to figure it out um because mm-hmm. it's 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 pretty lengthy um okay. as far as like you've got to go find a bunch of different stuff it's it's not a uh end of red dead redemption 2 lengthy right <laughs> right right not that long it's not, just like you're kind of an entire epilogue uh, worth like an entire game's worth yeah, yeah, you're just you're just trying to find some spots kind of all throughout the map and all and piecing some stuff together. Mm-hmm. And um, I really like that. I think it was a really good touch that they added in there. Like, you'll kind of understand when you do it. Hmm. Cool. So it's definitely something to, to, to watch out for, you know. If you complete the game, let it load you back in, check your side mission list, there's going to be one that you want to do. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, we, we've we've gone on for this for quite a while, but we had a lot to talk about, which is which is Ooh. good. Um, so, is there anything else you guys want to touch upon before we wrap it up? Uh, where do you think this stands in the three? Because we've both like we've all liked elements of some of them, but not of all of them. Yeah, uh, this the previous is ones. this is definitely my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think. I think the characterization in the second game was was really good, uh, but I didn't mm-hmm. really enjoy actually playing the game. But mm-hmm. this, because they've made playing the game um, a lot better, I'm mm-hmm. overlooking the fact that I don't think the like there really isn't any characters, and the I'm not mm-hmm. really being pulled in by the story. Um, I'm overlooking that mm. to just have some goofy fun in an open world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for the series, um, as far as like mechanics and gameplay, this is my favorite one. The mm. second one has my favorite set of characters, and the first has my favorite story. Uh, see, the first one for me, although I like the gameplay, the first one, um, any stakes that the the story has is lost. Because basically it's a dude doing a John Wick and everything's just getting in his way. The second one, I didn't feel there was any stakes. You was just having a ball with your kind of viral mates. I yeah. think this meets I think this meets in the middle. For me, I think probably I'm gonna do a Ubisoft now. Um and not talk I think this probably resonates with me a lot more and I feel I feel the stakes that maybe kind of not a lot of people would, I think. Mm-hmm. I guess. Well, you guys won't. The story, I mean, the characters, not so much, but I feel like with the private security force and the stuff like that, there's more mm-hmm. stakes within the world that make it work more, uh, make mm-hmm. it kind of, unlike the second one, not as not as strange when you have to actually go in lethal and stuff like that, for instance. I just think it yeah. works better as an overall tonal game. Yeah, that, that was always uh, weird in that second game where you you were just these happy-go-lucky teens and then you could whip out a machine gun and start shooting everybody. You just didn't yeah. want to. Yeah, they were uh, too lighthearted. Yeah. Yeah. I know I had a quick a quick last question for Lee, oh. since you know this is based on your side of the world there. Um oh. tying into different aspects and stuff, um, how well did they do? 
like oh. maybe any little touches of like touching on what's going on over there or just like culture aspects maybe if that makes sense um oh god oh, that, that's another podcast entirely. <laughs> um that there's some stuff that's heightened like the the, the idea that it would use a uh, a false like uh like albion um mm-hmm. but the use of the word albion says something that ties into stuff like brexit and nationality nas- uh, nationalist stuff because obviously mm-hmm. do you know what albion is yeah, it's the world of yeah. fable. No, yes, that also. <laughs> Albion was Albion is kind of traditional what we used to call Britain. And now it's just archaic now, we don't use it. But it's a heart back to, to, to nationalism and traditionalism and stuff like that. All that sort of stuff's pretty dark and weird and tied into where we are now with kind of the reasons why some people want something like a post Brexit thing. Um, that's something you can get into that's a whole different podcast from different people mm-hmm. that are willing to have different sorts of email addresses that stuff goes towards them. <laughs> um, um, Aliases. Yeah. But stuff like private security and stuff isn't that far. I mean, they've been trying to privatise prisons for a while now. Uh, that's a little bit strange. Um, oh, well, welcome to a lot of the, A lot of the notes and the um, the podcast stuff you hear is based on actual real um, situations. Like you hear about stuff like Windrush and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And if you want to look into stuff like that, and it's like that's lots of stuff from the 60s uh, dealing with race and, and immigration and stuff like that. That's actually all real. So that's not fantasy, some of that stuff. So that might make it seem a little bit darker when you read it next time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that stuff's all good. Um, the actual kind of good, bad, but good and accurate. Um, I don't feel like there's any, let's say, we'll call it Mockney, which is kind of when kind of other countries try to do England, and it's like a bit England, you know what I mean? It's like, all right, Mm -hmm. mate, sort of stuff. Um, It does feel kind of like um, it's naturalistic dialogue and stuff like that, believe it or not. It doesn't feel like hammed up. Um, so that, that that's pretty true, and the, the city is mostly spot on. There's some areas they move around, um, literally move wholesale and plonk in a different part of the city uh, for kind of, I guess, district effect. Mm-hmm. Like there's a big museum that is is right plonked in the middle somewhere, which is actually a different part of the city, but it works better because it works as part of the story they're trying to tell within that. But that's also very accurate, apart from those a couple of bits that they move around. Pretty much, it's a slightly futurized version of that. And those grotty bits are as grotty. When you go kind of go into horrible back alleys, mm-hmm. um, yeah, sometimes it's like that. It's still like that now. And you can have that next to a shining tower block. That's very kind of yeah. That's not dramatized for effect. Sometimes it, some some of it is very run down next to something that's very expensive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, unfortunately, it's, apart from the futuristic stuff, you're probably looking at London. Yeah. Ha- mm-hmm. Have fun, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like a pretty fun city. You know, I'm having a lot of fun uh, blowing stuff up and shooting people and uh, attaching spider drones to people's faces and driving because around on cool. my uh, my package drone and dropping it on people you know london stuff that's because you're op (laughs) i'm not op i can get arrested for anything well maybe you'd understand the current situation a little bit better if you were op lee i need the glowing crown is what i need (laughs) yeah you absolutely you 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 definitely need the uh, neon halo that is that uh, is that is accurate actually. Yeah. That's that's quite that's quite the fashion item. Yeah. These days in London. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Um yeah, I think that'll do it for Watchdogs Legion. That's on cool. uh PC, all sorts of places. PC, PlayStation Five, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, uh 
and yeah, I think uh, overall we're we're pretty positive on it. Um, not has a has a couple issues here or there, but overall I think it's a pretty good game. And um, yeah, uh, they finally got it. Yeah, they, they took three. Three is the charm. <laughs> now we'll see what they do with four. Uh, yeah, so thanks guys for hanging out, and uh, we will see you next time. See you later. Bye. Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed this video, please consider leaving a like and subscribing to see more. Check out voxelvoice.com for all of our great content and consider supporting us on Patreon to keep our content ad-free and independent.